Hello everyone, welcome to the Blast From Cast From. My name, you're listening to my name, which is Kurt <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Let me introduce my, uh, my, uh, my podcast friends, Matthew Tabletop and Jennifer Ed Fetch. Hi. Hello. Oh, that was, in, that was in, uh, a chorus of hellos there. <laughs> Let me introduce my name. That is my name. You are listening to my name. And how um, has the end of this year 2022 been? I mean, we're not reflecting on the year 2022 yeah. this podcast, obviously, but uh, how have you been since we hiatus last time? Let's think back to a previous year at the end of the current year. Um, I barely remember what I had for yesterday's supper, but I'm sure we can recall and enjoy another year in review. <laughs> another great year. I've been fantastic. I'm going to... I'm going to do what uh, old Jennifred did at the start of the last one <laughs> uh, so long ago um, and say that I'm doing great. Just top-notch. <laughs> I never said anything like that the last time either. You said you were feeling great because it's usually we, we oh, get stopped. I? Yeah, we usually get stopped with a, hey, come on. Okay, so are we far enough into the year uh, or how are we far enough removed from the year that you've had time to reflect on the year 2021 uh, there was a lockdown for the first half of the year, uh, certainly in the UK. How about that first part of 2021? Anything jumping out at you? Well, there was a, there was a political turmoil in the USA, the Capitol building. That's right. Quite um, early on, there was a bit of a carry-on across, uh, across the pond there. WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump refused to uh, concede the election. Didn't take well to such a humbling. See... What I don't understand in America, I, uh, the swing states, I do understand what happens with them and understand that in the past that's the way that things would have been. But I can see people swinging away from Donald Trump. You're saying they got but, pushed too hard? No, but I can't conceive of people who were like, uh, not him, um, you know, someone like a Democrat or something like that, just like swinging and going, do you know what? That Donald Trump has really impressed me over his term. I'm going to go with him. <laughs> Clearly my swing joke didn't work. So you're saying they kicked their legs out on their own <laughs> and jumped off. <laughs> Can I ask a, a small thing? Because you, you obviously brought up this topic in 2021. And I thought as we were gearing towards the end of 2022, I thought he's forgotten. So we'll just <laughs> we'll forget that it ever existed. But because I went off and did some just random research on things that happened i did come across this little this little nugget that happened on april 13th japan's government approves the dumping of radioactive water of the fukushima yeah. nuclear power plant <laughs> in the pacific ocean over Slowly. the course of 30 years <laughs> yeah like it matters uh, over the course of 30 years that's like um how he gets rid of his wall in shawshank redemption <laughs> yeah. they'll be fine i know i think we need to go more aggressive and make it like maniac cop 27 Mm. <laughs> Very good. Do you remember when they attempted to make a super league with all the football clubs and then mm. there was massive backlash? Do you remember that? That feels like yes, it was ages yeah. away. But I just thought, if, if you don't want to talk about America, I, I was that, that last old, year? That was la this is what I'm saying. That felt like ages ago. Wow. But obviously, it was so much backlash that the uh, all the all the protests and stuff. And, and like, there was so many clubs that were like, oh. We, we don't want to say no just yet because they're holding on that maybe it might go through. But like, that was another weird thing. Like, sport became this lightning rod for ridiculousness. Like, oh, so all the really rich teams want to have a rich league. 
and the uh, the lower classes did not like that. And I'm glad there was a revolt, but um, in a kind of more positive. That's like a, what I meant from that is there's a more positive version of people revolting, at least f for this uh, revolting idea. Um, so there you go. That was just a, well, a, a it contrast. Result, it might have resulted in some sort of separation and you know super league that you have to pay those premium prices for, and then the rest might just get left alone for you know ordinary people just watch on regular TV. Um, it was this thing that just uh, you could ignore <laughs> if Hindsight. you didn't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> twenty twenty. Okay. Hey, speaking <laughs> of twenty twenty, let's talk about twenty twenty. <laughs> well, funnily enough, you're talking about sport there. Some of the sport that was due to happen in twenty twenty. It happened in 2021. You had the Olympics hey. happened yeah. in 2021. They still called in, it the 2020 Olympics. Incidentally, like making for one of the most confusing Wiki, Wikipedia um, summary pages I've ever read. Because a lot of stuff was referenced in 2020 that had been delayed. Well, you want to jump about on this, right? Did you know that Scarlett Johansson sued Disney over Black Widow? Which in itself... Is hilarious because initially my thoughts were even she saw it and thought it was it was so. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> That'd be an interesting trailblazing thing. Uh, the movie I was in was <laughs> terrible, um, and I can't believe you released it. Uh, I'm going to sue, especially well, if it was the director or something. <laughs> you mentioned Black Widow. There was a, a spate of movies that were released in mm. cinemas and uh, streaming and delayed from previous. So the yeah, you had something in particularly you were going to talk about that then. well just the fact that june 2 like at the end of I, I mean there's people who love it and just you know i mean there's probably people who love the original for whatever reasons you know staying in it or something or there's like because it was david lynch it's all that kind of weirdness but that was that june june really summed up the way i felt about 2021 just this long confusing overspending not quite i, I, I couldn't leave it as well and then it got to the end and it was like <laughs> The very end, it was like part two is coming, or that it confirmed that it was just part one. And I just remember thinking, "Oh God, there's more to come." And I think that's kind of how, I guess, 2022 is June two in a, in a way because it was just kind of more of the same. I did not see Dune. I must say, um, Jennifer, did you partake in that? Yeah, I watched it, and I, he probably I loved, loved it. it. <laughs> uh, I did not love it. No. Um... I thought it was kind of pointless, really. And when you get to the end of something and you feel like that was a two-hour intro or something along those lines, it's kind of frustrating waste of your time. So, yep, a pointless film, unnecessary, uh, just a vehicle for the stars that were in it. Well, if it was a big, long intro. They should be excited about the sequel then, by the sounds of it. But um, speaking of films... it's <laughs> a very good segue. Um... I mean, delayed films, obviously, we touched on in the year 2020 review a little bit that No Time to Die, the next James Bond film, uh, had been delayed and it eventually did come out in 2021. That had been a long delayed um, and they had to update some of their sponsorship, whatever watches and gadgets that they had to have, because obviously a James Bond film isn't, it's not a real film. Uh, but yes, anyway, and you must have seen this film, surely. It was the big event of the year, June aside. I saw it. Yeah, I think they, there was a change with the uh, suits and everything that they were wearing. And um, it would, it went from grey or something to blue. They couldn't get a new one and there was no time to die. So uh, yeah. they were stuck with what he had. Daniel Craig's last uh, hurrah as um, James Bond. 
and obviously they will recast that in some way. There was a lot of uh, hoo-ha, I don't know whether this was in this year or the previous year, about um, the likes of the Daily Mail saying that they were going to replace Daniel Craig with a female James Bond. Uh, if you watch the film, it didn't quite turn out like that, but um, there was a bit of kerfuffle there, wasn't there? Outrage? Can I, I mean, I always come in with poison, and why not, well, you know, let's continue as we meet to go on. Um, I just think... <laughs> Like you're saying, James Bond's films, whatever it is, is, it's just this big, long advert, so there's no point in going into it. But literally, a film franchise that started off with a musky, alcohol-drinking, toupee-wearing Scotsman, um, and really, it's it's lasted long enough to be... in How many decades is it now? Is it, is it five or six decades of this character? It's... Basically lasted long enough to like, now we really need to update this for modern Hang audiences. On, is, this, is this six decades? Yeah, so the six, it's been the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, 2010s. Yeah, seven decades. <laughs> seven decades. <laughs> I mean, Coronation Street's been around probably as long as the James Bond, Bond franchise or EastEnders. It's one of these soaps that just keeps going. Um, you can't buy a DVD box set, but like... I just think it's it is quite exhausting when you're like, why why would why would this why would this character need to be the and now it needs to be either a different uh, race or gender or or any kind of different variations? Like, no, no, the, the, this character should be over and then yeah, move on and do something are, else. If people are saying it's um, kind of old fashioned and and outdated. That's probably right, given that it emerged. Well, the, the character is from like the thirties, isn't it? Isn't that when James Bond first yeah. appeared? So yeah, that's almost a hundred. We're rounded off a hundred years now. So um, the obviously, if you have something um, like Ghostbusters, uh, which is obviously about the premise of the film, uh, what you do is you keep making more of them without you know the main people uh, involved in it. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out in twenty twenty one, and that was a film that existed. That's a succinct review of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to add to that. But that's fine. Of what I've heard, because I, 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 I'm one of the lucky few, much like the 2016 one, I have not seen it. Um, but what I've heard is basically it's a lot of, um, and a phrase that is probably in kind of nerd culture is a lot of uh, member berries or you know, isn't a member from the member from the first film. And then this thing that happened, and a reference to this, and a reference to that. It's like you'd be the boring person at the party that was just constantly just remembering stuff you'd already told them about and you'd, you'd experienced. It's just weird. I just think it's... Yeah, um, it's, it's, an odd it's worse than that. It's like if you take, yeah, like a popular comedian or something that everybody knows about and has heard, like Peter Kay or something like that, and you went to a party and just did Peter Kay bits, and everyone yeah. would be like, What's, why is he keep impersonating <laughs> Peter Kay? But I think I think that's, that that kind of sums it up, and I think um, there's, there's not just things that obviously we've talked about films as well as music and people repeating and, and trends that kind of come and go. And I think I'm kind of hopeful and glad that maybe this superhero trend starting to wind down a bit because the last few of people have been like, oh, that's a bit too much. It is the I didn't do it boy, you know, style from The Simpsons, which is another thing that I wanted to talk. We did, I didn't know what we talked about last year. That's, that's why I kind of lose track. But the, the Simpsons has gone on so long that they've now had to change the past of Homer and Marge. Much like James Bond, just let this thing die. Take it out back and old, old yeller it. Spoiler alert, and and just end it. Just end it. You dip the chip, you took a bite, and then you dipped again. I think these people are dipping more than five or six times to try and really get the sauce out of this 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 juice. <laughs> but I think things are getting bled dry, and it's getting depressing. And I think with the amount of 
rehashing or retelling or live versions of old cartoons or this superhero now has you know is is different because they've changed it from the comics and it's exhausting speaking of um rehashing old television shows uh, you will of course remember a wonderful television show called the sopranos and in 2021, um, oh. they uh, <laughs> they reached <laughs> they reached in, uh, they pulled out um, the many saints of Newark. Um, mm. I know you have something to say about this. Now I'm going to let uh, the other gentleman go first because um, I will freight train fury. A fireball so, is imminent, is it? He's, he's so tasty, Mitch. Um, unleash the fury. So I'll I'll allow my. Uh, Comrade, to uh, to answer this, to, to lay the groundwork. Yeah, they they reached in. They did that. Um, Pulled out your like heart, a, like a farmer pulling something out of a cow's arse. Um, <laughs> Is that what they're doing? <laughs> no, they don't actually do that, do they? <laughs> I, I wonder what he is doing. <laughs> what kind of <laughs> He's one of those farmers that pulls the stuff out of the cow's ass. I thought that all the farmers did that. But. Well, okay, so they 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 should have successfully um, retrieved a, a calf of, or something of some oh. use, but you're saying they went in the wrong hole for this one. Calves come out of cows' asses. Uh, <laughs> I think that works better than the allergy. <laughs> they, they put their hands in the wrong hole and came out with what you expect. I, I mean, uh, I'm not even going to touch this properly. Because, so casting, uh, uh, direction, uh, script, all... Top knock. Hey, uh, come on, really don't do this. Show justice. Don't do this to me. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Tell you what it's like. Okay, so we're we're obviously saying Sopranos are well loved, uh, well acted, well directed, well written, well everything. But it is like someone who didn't watch the show decided to make a film, which is kind of funny in the sense that it was the same people technically who made this film, but. At no point, even even it's absolute ridiculousness. Like you're looking at the trailer for this many states of New York, and it was like some sort of flashbang. You know, might as well have the boom, 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 or maybe it did have that. It's like a mafia game trailer that actually has that, and it's like flash and all the stuff that's happening, and made it look like such a sexy oh, '60s. God knows what it's going to be like. Film. It was a bore fest. It was really disjointed. It was, I mean, everything I'm about to say, it's the opposite of what the series was. So, not very well written, not very, I mean, apart from the main guy, but then it's like, it's a bit like Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York. You're like, oh man, he was amazing. And then you, I was the rest of the film. And you kind of draw a blank. You think, <laughs> Never mind that. Yeah, yeah, enough. Of, it's, shush. He was, he tapped his eye at one point. Amazing. Um, but I think with this many saints in New York, it was, I couldn't wait to get to the end. And almost out of politeness, I obviously didn't. We, we we watched it together in a in a living room. I couldn't just storm out because it would <laughs> probably would have ruined everyone else's like evening because I'd be like, oh god, it's made it weird. But I just had to stay at the un- uh, at the end. I think the only other thing I've switched off and another one. I wish I walked out of Man of Steel. I always regret that because that was one of the worst films I've seen at the cinema. Uh, I switched off Zombieland Double Tap, which I think oh, yeah. Terrible. Uh, I, I only got halfway, uh, half an hour in. It was awful. Um, there was also the Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. That was horrendous. And then there was this. All right. We're ready to move on from the films then. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we can go on to the art world. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> just briefly. Um, so 2021 was also a year where um, NFTs or non-fungible tokens uh, became 
quite big business. Uh, went into the tens of words. The non-fungible tokens, yeah. Um, can you? So this is like the tens of billions um, of dollars, apparently, um, in twenty twenty one. Certainly had a bit of a skyrocketing uh, there. And do you know what you know about these NFTs? And any interest in that? It's one of those things I can't even understand. It's so this this is the thing. It's like um, it's something that us us oldies. It seems to just be too difficult to comprehend. So I was at the kind of height of this. Um, I'm still trying to get over cryptocurrency. Then there's this weird... <laughs> so, this is so basically, <laughs> people create magic online, and you buy this magic. It's so Buddy Jack and the Beans. Is it going to be a beanstalk? I, I was trying to wrap my head around how this works. So obviously, there's, um, there is... People can buy NFTs as, like, uh, art pieces or uh, memorabilia, even though it's... Um, yeah, I don't really understand how it works. But um, so, first part of the year, um, a blockchain company... Bought a print of a Banksy uh, artwork, and they, what happened was somebody bought one of these, which is like worth ninety five thousand, even though it was like a yeah, it was like a reproduced print, but each of them were worth ninety five thousand um, dollars. And then they filmed somebody burning it with a lighter, and then uploaded it um, and sold the video as an a non fungible token, and then that became its own piece of art as a as an NFT. Explain. Doomed that to be <laughs> doomed to to failure, <laughs> because I watch Faker Fortune, right? And Most. and in that, there's a lot of the time they're arguing about whether an actual painting is by an artist, and sometimes the evidence is overwhelming, but like an official body will fail to recognize it, and that just means that it isn't. Even if everything points to it being a genuine painting by like Monet or whoever. So when you move on to something digital, when they can just copy it, it is the same. Like that would that would be like uh duplicated or something. So yeah, my understanding is that the, the process seems to confirm ownership of this piece but actually you can through this um, blockchain make a duplicate. It does have a different Again, I'm talking about stuff I've got no idea, but I think I understand is that they could literally duplicate it with a different sort of blockchain, but how do wow. you then... Can I, I've, I've, had enough, I've had enough of this conversation. <laughs> is this, this is like, we're back to the sort of fall of society <laughs> type stuff now, aren't we? What, like, this is like the kind of thing where you're like, it's um, the line from Dawn of the Dead, what have we done to ourselves? What's yeah. going on here? I think it is gen... I mean, there's a lot of stuff online. This is like, you, you've told me many times and... Uh, you, uh, for the listeners out there, uh, uh, my shepherd in this uh, this crazy world is is uh, Kurt Thrider here. I I obviously vent every now and then. I say whether it be driving, going on about my day to day, or perhaps going online. And usually the the main advice coming back is don't look at it. Um, obviously, it doesn't mean that with driving. Obviously, I keep my eyes on the road, <laughs> but um, try not to notice as much. I think is the idea I'm getting, which is I think the world's going to go to hell. Um, and to notice it, you're going to just end up with gritted teeth. So kind of blissful ignorance, I guess, is our only... I guess that's my NFT. Would it be... Can I sell that? My my. Can I make some money? Or is Possibly. That... It sounds like you might be able to. <laughs> I don't uh, well, know. Uh, well, I'm back on board. I, I felt adrift at sea. Now I can paddle back. My blissful ignorance, I'm going to sell that for $100,000. But, but what about you bet the other way? Oh, fungible. Try and short things. your... <laughs> Yeah. So if something's fungible or non-fungible, this is is this like flammable and inflammable? They both mean the same thing. Um, famous and infamous. 
Yes. Yeah. The infamous um, El Guapo. I came so, home from work today, fell asleep for half an hour, woke up, ate porridge, and had a coffee. <laughs> I don't understand NFTs. <laughs> Should I look up the de- definition I of fun? I thought you were going to say, I thought it was morning, as in we need to get your help. <laughs> I had no idea it was going on. I thought it was 8.30 in the morning. So, fungible definition. Here we go. According to the internet. Of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified, replaceable. Oh, come on! Come on! (laughs) (laughs) Replaceable by another identical item, uh, mutually interchangeable. So if it's non-fungible, it means it's not mutually interchangeable by by this process that they go. The Quanglong is like a (laughs) Flablango! Uh huh. The thing I can understand to it is digital rights to, yeah. but that's been around for ages. Yeah. Like I own the rights to this video I, I, of me burning that Banksy. Yeah. I, I just want to know like, what Larry David thinks you. of all this. That's oh, the only full like episode most. on NFTs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that. What's what, what I find? I am gravitating to sort of angry old American men. Like, uh, or not even America, just angry old men. So, like, they're not very in right now. Yeah. So, but you know, in in an, like an oasis in yes. the sea of absolute chaos, that I'm leaning towards, like Dave Chappelle, Larry David, Ricky Gervais, and Jim Cornette, and it just it just seems to be I have to have these things, or else I'll figures go of hate. <laughs> it's not even that. It's more just like um, it's just like someone saying what they want, but in a kind of it's not like you can take it as ne- negative or positive or whatever, but if you actually break it down to w- what they're doing, they're they're not really caring what they say, but in a way that's not immediately hurting anyone. But people choose to be offended, so you get this kind of they can afford gray it. Area. I think is the um, oh yeah yeah exactly. I couldn't yeah. afford to say oh, no. so this will all be cut out. So we know that <laughs> we were talking about um, uh, ownership and uh, artistry and and what that means. I think you wanted to move on to the music. I just wanted to kind of segue between the two things. Um, talk about something we very briefly touched on in the 2021, um, which was around uh, Taylor Swift apparently re-recording all her discography. Uh, so in 2021, she took the leap there and, and released two of her albums from the 2000s, um, re-recorded them. Um, and the reason is that she owned the... Um, NFT. <laughs> she owned the publishing rights to her own music, but did not own the rights to the masters of her own music uh, because the company that... So the, the record company that she was signed with um, wouldn't negotiate unless she signed on for an additional six years or something. So she didn't want to do that. It's not not hugely uncommon. The, the company that you record your music with owns the masters and they can you know basically do what they want with it. I think it was the terms and the circumstances around it meant that she kind of took umbrage with the whole process and decided, what I'm going to do is re-record them and therefore devalue my old recordings because somebody else owns the masters, which is interesting. You can do that. You can Apparently, it's called synchronization, where you basically re-record it, even if you record it exactly the same. And there, therefore, if people want to play that, they've got like two different versions, the re-recorded version and the, the original. Begs the question, though. Like, can you imagine if that happened to the Rolling Stones and they were just like, all right, we're going to re-record um, Gimme Shelter now. Um, and then that'll be the version that we prefer everyone to listen to. What, Gimme um, Sheltered Housing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. What um, What is a recorded piece of music, a piece of art, or is it a 
a commodity. But so it certainly is a commodity because this um this in her sort of, case is the latter. Well, I mean, is it her case or is it the, the the equity company that bought the rights to her songs, um, and is able to do what they want with it? Is it is it a asset or is it a piece of art? And is like the original recording, you know, that piece of art or is this this is why we're just going to sound like old men? We're still in our thirties, for goodness' sake, but um, we're young men. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing but... I was going to say was take it, take out the equation that it's Taylor Swift. Okay, okay, <laughs> like, yes, sorry, yes, yes, where, okay. Wherever you think about her music, if it was robot any... one as recorded, and if then was, she wants um... to re-robot her report, reported robot this. Yeah, I think there's. I, I I mean, I looked at the names of the songs and the the albums, and I couldn't tell you what any of them sounded like. But then I'm not. Um, if, it's not my era. If this was someone that I gave a shit about, then I'd probably be applauding them. If you, if the Isley Brothers came out with the re-recorded version of Shout, um, you can be like, I'm gonna listen to that new version instead of the the original. It's um, it's highly unlikely. I, I could be speaking a little rubbish. Maybe you'd be interested in hearing that, but it wouldn't no, you, supersede that recording. This is where we're going to get into the territory of we're just going to sound like disgruntled people, but music, films, and art, whatever you want to call it, hasn't been good for like 30 years, to be honest. I mean, there's been a little you know flare every now and then, but the, the way they did it back in the 60s and the 70s and even stretching into the 80s, there was a, this is, heart and soul of this record and making it just as best as we can at the time maybe a second album got a little better and you just kind of learned as you went along and then you got to a fourth album you'd lost your passion and then you you a drug stupor and died or something or you just you you fade into obscurity as far as popular culture but this the music that was created stayed there like this little gold nugget waiting to be found by someone mining years later because the way it was made at that time was of that time and it's just this little thing that is so powerful whether it's a big band or a little band and things like that if you find this this piece of music that was whatever person's inspiration happened at that time and then if your discovery of it is what gives it life there's nothing more exciting than that and it's now about corporations and 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 people who have a reason to get money back into their account it's just well you want to be hugely cynical about it she um she gets to re-record stuff without having to write any new songs yeah (laughs) Mm. six albums worth apparently instead of like recording like other people's stuff which is like the more common one isn't it like you'll write two or three of your own ones and then just cover someone who did a song last year that was probably also a cover um yeah like if it was someone i cared about and they were going like oh, i'm going to stick it to the man and just re re-release this sort of thing it depends how it's done if it's done just to be like you know i hate the system and this is why i'm doing this there's an element of um rebelliousness which is kind of cool but i would like to think that most of the good albums or or things like that were created organically out of people you know working together um and and creating a really good album together at a certain time in their life and the thought of going back to redo that again for fiscal reasons would be like kind of abhorrent to them because they're not the same people anymore and they'd be saying no we're we're doing something else now that's the usual way for sort of high level artists i think to be completely not fair but to paint, paint a fuller picture of it if as a piece of sort of activism it means actually that 
musicians could potentially have more power because this idea that you actually I'm going to devalue the masters because I'm just going to re-record them and I'll have like a I mean it's obviously only going to be doable for a certain section of the music industry that has a huge following but the fault like the fans will basically follow them does give more power to musicians um to be able to say so if they are over a battle with the record company that they would go well we could either renegotiate the masters or i can go out and basically re-record them all and devalue them for you using the using the record uh, streaming buying public as pawns mm-hmm. in the process but so um, she's a hero you're, you're you're correct not exactly a hero. i think it's very it's a very complicated issue but um it's not um our approach i get well to my opinion anyway it's not without some merit but it's just it's it does call it a question what the hell are we doing here is this is this worth anything it's just making it more complicated isn't it, it mm-hmm. every day they've got to make the world more complicated and less enjoyable they the youngsters out there <laughs> yeah the filth can i can i also say more that tired they, and more porridge <laughs> more coffee more porridge more mornings but like the little let like the rate your music uh, 2021 thing you, you sent us um and i was kind of looking through it and honestly another one of these times where i feel like i've been in a pod and someone's like do you know how the earth is now it's like the end of evil dead army of darkness and that just shows how old I am, because that's my reference. But, you know, I slept too long. I think, like, Kanye West was number one on this Rate Your Music thing, right? And then Tyler, the creator, number so two. So this was just literally a, a list of here's things that came out that were popular in the year. So um, it, it didn't really... Oh, so it's not even a ranking. But anyway, so what I'm saying, from, from one until about 30, I had no idea what was going on. But my biggest gripe actually came. I was stopped at my tracks, right? Because this has happened before. Because someone stole Lust for Life as their album title. And like, I just think there's like there's a kind of petulance in modern musicians. There must be uh, Harry Styles kind of tread that line with signer of the times and all that stuff. But there's a weird one that it's just little like people either it goes into their subconscious and they don't realize it. But there's a there's an album by Lord called called Solar Power, right? And I, I'm assuming it's her stepping over the camera and it's a sunny day and there's clouds in the sky. But that literally is the exact same cover the album Free by Free with a woman sort of jumping over the lens, shiny on a, on a sunny day. Just the exact same thing. So I, either people are doing it by accident or by chance, but I don't think, I don't exactly, I doubt their, their musical styles cross over, but it's just little things like that. Like, it's a small example, but it happens all the time, like whether it's movies or music or, or anything, that people will just copy stuff because it's like, well, who's going who's gonna to stop me because uh, I'll just re-record the masters. I don't know whether the point was from earlier on. So nothing is unique. They shouldn't have said it was free, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to any albums from 2021? You must be joking. I've been waiting for a long time for someone to just say the word Donda over and over again. And this uh, 2021 was the year for me. Um, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> 27 songs. Uh, I think it was about an hour and 48 minutes long in total, that Donda album. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. That's, that's, what, that's what my thoughts are on it. F-ing awful. <laughs> any other um yeah, so tyler, I, tyler the creator terrible as well couldn't be bothered with that um he actually i kind of liked him in the past but i didn't like yeah him. like he was good yeah. he was like oh my god what's this weird like new style and like surrealist even, yeah and it's like oh no i'm just gonna go mainstream and i don't know it's just like it's like an indie guy making mainstream movies or something obviously gonna they're gonna change but i tried to listen to I know you're saying it's kind of like a top 10 that's not a top 10, but I did try and give a little bit of a listen to most of them. And I would, I had to skip through quite a lot of songs 
because yeah there just wasn't enough time but i didn't really like anything is the headline um glitch rap no time for that silk sonic was kind of interesting because <laughs> so that was mars. Um, yeah bruno mars and anderson pack which um, now, quite well received and they did they not win some sort of brit award um, we i'm discussed not that earlier. they did hugely surprised by that because it's not bad it's it's like quite a few of the things here like there's a talent with the musical side the bruno mars singing is still a little bit problematic for me i think he needs roughed up it was a pleasant surprise um and then the one that just came out of nowhere was promises by um floating points or which way around is this which is pharaoh sanders and the london symphony orchestra that i listened to the entire thing it's probably why i fell asleep actually it was really peaceful I bought an album from 2021. It was uh, Bright Green Field by Squid. Uh, so Matthew, did, did you you run through any of these? Did you have listened to any of these or had you already listened to any of these albums? I'm going to take great pride in the fact that I haven't listened to any of these albums. Oh, <laughs> sidestepping it altogether. I no, I mean I mean I'm more man, I want to help you but <laughs> uh, graveyard shift at the hospital hour and a half. Um I didn't have any space in my brain for it because usually I'll I'll delve in, you know, you've given us death metal albums to listen to in the past and much like the year, much like t- 2021, I was kind of glad it was over and to, to revisit any flourishes like this that I didn't have any reason to listen to. I didn't have any reason to put them in my brain. I was kind of glad I wasn't, I wasn't aware of them. It was like a relaxation in not knowing what they were like and I kind of, I almost like had my hand at the the door handle was about to turn and I just went no so I apologize obviously this doesn't make good conversation to review any of these things but in a way I'm kind of peaceful in the fact that I I don't have any any recollection of any of these albums so you didn't listen to um famid putrid and Endless by Atvum. I'm sure you've heard at least one of those songs in that. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me retract all I said. What was this? This came out. Who? Atrum. What? Uh, there was also Torn Arteries by Carcass, of course. Mm. The uh, melodic death metal band from the 90s that you yeah, remember wonderful. well. Yeah. Uh, Mastodon had an album uh, this year. Not oh, quite as well. This, this is the metal section of the, uh, the podcast, obviously. Um, not as well received. Um, and Converge and Chelsea Wolf released an album which I briefly listened to but didn't give a great deal of attention to. So there was a, some some stuff to listen to this year. The, what occurred to me when I was listening to quite a lot of the the sort of first part of that list was music can be, it like taps into a part of your mind and alters the frequencies that you're sort of vibrating on basically like uh it can control you or control your emotions and in the past it's been used for like a variety of reasons to make you feel up or to make you feel good or just to kind of access that bit of your brain what all of those songs were doing for me was let's give people the feeling that they're sitting on a couch in a damp room with a headache and that's it (laughs) 2021 all right, well, are you ready to hear the most popular songs in the UK um, oh, for the year 2021 and how familiar you are with them? So, I'll, will I just cut it down to 10, okay? Please. This is the official charts, official biggest songs of 2021. I don't know what that means. These are girthy, um, substantial, heavy songs, uh, it seems. Big. 
Um, although it doesn't necessarily mean heavy, does it? I think you could have something that was big, but, you know, full of hot air. Uh, and so number 10, uh, you remember, um, so this is just going to expose how old and out of touch we are, but no- nonetheless, uh, number 10, Tion Wayne and Russ Millions uh, hit a body. Okay. Mm. Um, I've heard of this one, uh, The Weekend. No, but it just says Weekend here. I thought he was The Weekend. Um, blinding Lights. That was the ninth most popular one in this country. Is that, is that that one that's played like every sporting event or was it the Super Bowl? Yes, event? that's oh, the one. Gosh. So you'll definitely have heard that. That's one you've heard at least. At number eight, Glass Animals, Heat Waves. So the the, the artist is Glass Animals um, and the, the song is Heat Waves. Well, that was just instructions on how to make them. <laughs> okay. Um, number seven, Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber uh, with their hit Stay. He's not still popular, is he? Justin Bieber, even, even I feel old enough to remember when he was first on the scene. He can't still be popular. Uh, apparently, he's still number seven popular. Well, I suppose this is 2021. Let's hope that this, this is year has been a cleansing effect on that particular <laughs> talent. Number six, uh, Dua Lipa's Levitating. Now, I know I've heard this song. I just don't have the recall for it. Number five, Lil Nas X, uh, Montero, brackets, call me by your name. Hmm. There you go. That, that reached number one um, at some point, but it's number five of uh, the year. Uh, weekend is back with Save Your Tears, uh, number four, the most fourth most popular one of the year. Uh, number three, Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License. Don't know how the grammar is on this one. Is Driver's License without an apostrophe? Is that Wait, incorrect so, so, or is, correct? Is that possessive or what's the kind of what's the? Um... See, this could be the entire fault of the official charts. That don't I don't see many apostrophes at all anywhere. So maybe they've just they've just abandoned them. So it might not be uh, Olivia Rodrigo's does it, fault here. Does that mean it would be like Ryan Gosling's license? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so that would be the opposite. So if it was driver, if it was a driver's license, the license belongs to the driver. So you have your apostrophe in there. Is that not right? Uh, am, I, am, I, am I wrong here? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, it'd be like um, Matthew's license. Anyway, we're really getting into the, <laughs> the minutiae here. And they do have apostrophes because they've got apostrophe for the word don't here. Um, so, and let's. Uh, later on. Anyway, moving swiftly on, Olivia Rodrigo is back with Good For You at number two. You remember that one? Um, and I, you definitely remember this one. Uh, the biggest song of 2021 in the United Kingdom, Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. Of course he was going to be number there one. He doesn't go away. That That's for sure. I don't think he ever will. I think he'd just be one of these ones that, like, almost, I can't even, I don't know who you'd, you'd even compare him to in, in any other kind of decade of just someone who just won't go away a bit like Timmy Mallet. That's who he reminds me of. Just at first, you think, "Oh, it's a hilarious guy with glasses and a mallet." But if you actually have more than thirty seconds of him, you can't wait to just punch him. But anyway, that's me. Hey, Ed Sheeran, perfectly harmless. <laughs> and I think we, I think we've wrung the music portion of this dry. And there's nothing else. There's nothing else to wring from. I think I'm surprised we got that amount of time out of that um, year through in which half of it we were spent locked down. Um, in our houses, anything that we haven't covered here? I mean, we've we were all over the the non fungibles, weren't we? Do you think we could release this podcast episode as a non fungible token? Would anyone buy it? <laughs> Unlikely. Um, if if you've not got anything else, we'll just draw this to a close, as we have drawn the year twenty twenty one to a close, and we will soon be drawing the year twenty twenty two 
to a close and perhaps reflecting on that earlier in the year next year, 2023. So until next time, thanks everyone. And thank you too, Matthew and Jennifer for joining me. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is all very polite and wonderful, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> Thank you, sexy host. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it all above board. Right. Uh, until next time, uh, whenever that may be, the blast from Casper. Bye.